Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Gosh, it's been a while since I got to say that. Um, I think this is episode 29. I don't really know. Looking back, the last time we um, sat down to record was back in November, right around Thanksgiving. Um, and we had grand plans to, of course, continue with our 10-day cycle and travel, work, a lot of work, life, more travel, Christmas, uh, unprecedented amount of socializing during December, and now COVID has constantly forced us to kind of reschedule and reschedule and put it off and put our thinking hats on. And even today, we are not sitting side by side, which was the original plan, um, because someone, namely me, went and caught myself a dose of the COVID. <laughs> it has been a heck of a couple of months, for sure. Yeah, December, like, I feel like after we went to Vegas for Thanksgiving, and I feel like I came back from Vegas and just worked my tail off. And then when I wasn't working, yeah. actually went to a bar a couple of times. There was a Christmas pop-up cocktail bar, which was rather right. fabulous. Yeah, there was, like, socializing that happened in December. I feel like that was In a way that hasn't happened for a couple of years. And uh, no, I did not get this round of COVID from socializing in a bar. I would just like to... Or, or in Vegas. I think there's <laughs> or a lot in of Vegas. You could, have, you could have gotten it a while ago, but... Uh, that was actually... This is fun to do this on Zoom. I mean, we've done it in a tent. That's we podcasted true. in a couple different places. So Zoom for us is uh, it's just a new... Other we, we did it once before, really early on in the pandemic, when we were all like, oh gosh, can't be near another human. And, and you were, oh, yeah. we did, a, I don't know if it was this podcast or my previous, I think it was my previous podcast and we did an it episode. It was your previous podcast, that's right, the the OG Achieving Awesome podcast, that's And we right. did an episode on gratitude, I think it was, because we had that gratitude text to try and stop ourselves like going down any kind of like, oh, doom and gloom. The cover photo was like a really awkward screenshot you took of me, I think, <laughs> right? Like when you're like waving into a FaceTime or feed or something and someone grabs a screenshot without telling you. <laughs> so yes, we're back. Um, we have decided um, after looking at our schedules and trying to be realistic about what we can accomplish in it with any kind of quality that we are going to change it up to a twice a month schedule um, rather than our every 10 days just to give us a little bit more room um, to make sure that we're delivering on time because we both like right. to do the things that we say we're gonna do. Be we're women both of our word. systematic people and, and we've missed you. I mean, hopefully you've missed us, but we've definitely missed this and, and missed talking to y'all. And uh, so yes, we're eager to get back to it and not let life get in the way too, too much more often. So yes, look out on the 15th and the 30th of every month. Obviously, February's will come before the 30th because there's no such thing as the 30th Ooh, of February. Um, yes. So we will be 
doing that twice a month now, um, whether we have to do it over Zoom or in a tent or from any other random location, we are going to do our best to stick to our plan and to keep bringing you our thoughts, feelings, insights of all things related to body image. And uh, maybe this this kind of 2022 year, I want to throw in a, a little healthy dose of perspective every now and again, so that when we get onto topics such as my saggy knees or impending <laughs> saggy knees, I can remind myself that really saggy knees and the odd gray hair are really not that significant things that I need to spend too much time worrying about. So, uh, welcome back. Still fun to talk about. <laughs> welcome Don't need back. To spend too much time worrying about. Rachel, um, it's great to be podcasting with you again. It feels like it was forever. Um, and I also have to say that because we're on Zoom and we're on video, I can see Rachel's like setup in her background. She's got bookshelves <laughs> behind her and she has literally <laughs> color-coded her books so it's like some kind of ombre display of literature isn't it wonderful i've had people ask me in zoom meetings if it's a virtual background like if it's just the bookshelf i mean granted right now you're probably also seeing my messy floor um but when i have it angled so it's just the bookshelf people have asked like wow is that a virtual zoom background and i get very excited by that but um yeah that was a big pandemic accomplishment finally organizing my books by color rather than any other taxonomy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So here we are, 2022, and I thought it would be fun to kick off as many people use the new year to set goals um, in all areas of life um, to ask you if you have set any kind of, and we'll keep it related to health, fitness, wellness, body composition stuff, our usual stuff topics of interest how, did you set any goals for your 2022 sort of fitness health all the rest of it yeah so i mean goal setting around this time of year i have i have a love hate relationship with it because i and i kind of i right i, I still kind of like new year's resolutions even though most of the time um you know people set themselves up for failure like we, we January seems to be this fresh start and, and we set really lofty goals. Um, and by like week three, you're just like, oh man, life happens. Um, so, so I've actually the last couple of years stayed away from New Year's resolutions per se, but I definitely, I mean, I, I wanted to develop some solid goals for this year. And I, uh, gosh, this is, I feel so silly, but I, I can't go too long into a podcast without without mentioning um, one of last year's biggest accomplishments, which was my accidental muscle up. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but- Congratulations. So for all these listeners, I, I got an, a bar muscle up for the first time, uh, I don't even remember when, but sometime in December in that flurry of end of year activity. Um, and it was awesome. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, at some point, other things about that, about why it was awesome. Because it's very much related to my journey with my own nutrition and body composition and things like that. But one of the things that it actually made me realize was once I got it, I got really obsessed with getting more of them and thinking like, oh, now this should be my goal. Like I jumped immediately to like, I got to link these together. Or people asked me like, oh, well, how many can you do now? And I was like, I haven't even done like another one since that first day. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it made me realize that sometimes goals are kind of put upon you, like, 
like people assume you should have certain goals. And what I realized is that like, it seems silly to say it this way, but like I wasn't working toward that far muscle up. Um, I was working on lots of other things at the gym, like a, like strict ring work and other gymnastic skills and core skills. And I was really loving that training and that, you know, that achievement sort of just came alongside it. But once that happened, I was like, I kind of just want to go back to what I was, what else, what all the other things I was doing. Um, cause I was really enjoying that training. So for a while I was like, I need to work on bar muscle ups now. And just recently I was like, I don't actually really even like working on them right now. Cause it didn't really fit with like the vision for this year. Um, and that, last one of the last podcasts that we did in 2021 where you ran me through that destination postcard Mm -hmm. um, that has really stuck with me in terms of looking at goals for this year and one of the things that came out of that was thinking about my outdoor adventure goals right climbing mountains and things like that and realizing that to achieve those goals I don't really need the same gym goals as I thought I wanted I don't need a 300 pound back squat or 300 pound deadlift or anything like that. I, I need to train differently. So I've kind of decided to take January as a time to like really figure out what the gym goals should be in service of those other kinds of goals. Like I'm still hoping to do Mount Elbrus in Russia later this year, if COVID allows that and if borders and politics allow that. Um, for me to get into Russia, that's still the big goal of the year. So I'm kind of mapping out my training based on that. And rather than based on things that might just happen in the gym or seem fun at the gym. Um, so yeah, and I'm still on my journey of uh, working with my nutrition coach and, and uh, I'm in a cut right now. So I'm still kind of working towards some body composition goals as well. Um, but nothing really dramatic for January, I guess. <laughs> it's like looking later in the year still. So if you had to look at the sort of the goals you have, I mean, there's there's two kinds of goals. So there's the outcome goal, like I'm going to climb Elbrus. And then you have your behavior goals. And I think a lot of people, they, they define their outcome goal. Like I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to be yeah. weigh this yeah. or I'm going to do a bar muscle up or whatever. And then that's it. It's like, it's a cliffhanger. It's done. And yeah. then it doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen because it's like, well, you, you need to think about all the things that need to happen in order to make that happen. So thing, the action steps. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think probably like going, going back to your bar muscle up, you probably got it because you, you didn't have any pressure. Right. You weren't yeah. like this. My outcome goal is I must do a bar muscle up by December 31st. So I can say that I did it in 2021. And then every time you go to try, you're like, oh, God, what if I fail? What if I fail? There's so much pressure. I've got to do this. Whereas if you just jump up and you're not overthinking it and there's no pressure to do it and you're just like, I'm going to swing around on this bar for fun and see what happens. And then <laughs> voila. Yeah. And it's amazing because, like, honestly, if it were my outcome goal to have done that, it, it was an amazing feeling. Like I laughed, I cried a little, it was very exciting, but like that fades really fast. Like the, the singular goal fades mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. I mean, like I had for a while, cause I'm just not great at gymnastics, um, set myself a kind of outcome goal of 
bar muscle up in 2021 and I sort of periodically dipped into it and worked hard at it and then got frustrated and then dipped out of it and then determined I'd never do it and the whole while was just like so much pressure and there definitely wasn't like a strategic plan of behavior goals put in place by myself in order to achieve that it was just kind of like I'm, I'm gonna just make this happen somehow without a plan so um I too have back the pressure off of that. I now have a coach and I'm approaching it all as just like fun. Let's see. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Um, well, that's cool. So I'm very glad that the destination postcard was a useful exercise in that you're still sticking really with it. It's a really good exercise. People should, if, if you haven't done it, they should go back and like listen to that, that episode and ignore my parts and kind of imagine that Hannah's running you through it as a listener. <laughs> I mean, because it's sometimes like when you you get in this kind of zone of like, I'm working towards this thing and you forget why. And it doesn't really, you're just like striving away really hard and there's something that's maybe not clicking or not resonating. And it's probably because it's actually, it's it would be something that would be fun to achieve, but if it doesn't really fit with identities and values and priorities, then you're not gonna truly be able to pull your heart and soul into it. So yes, go back to our previous episode where I run Rachel through the destination postcard. And if you started this year, um, either with big goals that you're now going, hang on, or started this year feeling a little bit lost, it's a good thing to do to kind of be like, actually, what is it that I really, really want? Not just something that sounds good when I say it, but something that I really, really want. And you may surprise yourself. I know I've certainly surprised myself a few times when I've really kind of dug deep and been like, okay, I've stated that I have this goal, but but why? And does it really, does it really click with me? Because I'm not a big one for New Year's resolutions. You know, I like to think that most of the time I'm living my life in a pretty consistent reasonably healthy sort of a way there's definitely periods where I'm healthier in periods where like you know I'm a little bit more lackadaisical maybe drink too much wine that definitely happened in <laughs> December um but overall it kind of balances itself out but but I have um on a few years like started out January kind of going I'm not going to drink any alcohol in January and I'm not going to eat any processed foods and while it it definitely can be a really good thing to do and my liver would probably appreciate it and filling up on healthy nutritious whole foods is never a bad thing this year i don't know if i already somehow like deep down in my crystal ball foresaw what was gonna play out in january <laughs> um that january was gonna be a weird one <laughs> but uh i decided that i was not gonna start this year with any kind of specific this year i must achieve x I was just like, this year, if anything, I just want to be able to let go a little and go with the flow and be cool with the fact that sometimes life is going to throw curveballs at you. And because if I had actually started out this year with any sort of significant fitness goal, I'd already be behind the curve because I can't go to the gym right now and I'd be mad about it. And then, then I would be heaping on the pressure, like with the bar muscle up. And all of a sudden, the gym, which had started to become a fun place, becomes a stressful place because, you know, you don't have to be away for that long for to go back and then feel like 
you haven't been there for a million years, and especially when you've added like COVID on top of that, it's going to be a struggle. How, how long has it been? How many days since you set foot in the gym? Mm. Like a week. It's almost a week. Like a week? Like only seven days? Last co- last class I did was competition class. Last Saturday, when I did full wow. workouts. Oh my gosh! It and seems probably like had so long ago. <laughs> I know. That seems like so long ago, but you're right. Time is a Wow, I don't know. 2022 is already such a weird year. It's weird, um, and it's only seven days, and it sounds so silly. But, you know, I mean, I'm itching to go out and do something. But at the same time, I also kind of have this sense of calm. Like, hey, guess what? Nothing really bad's going to happen if you don't go to the gym for a week. I actually took the week between Christmas and New Year's entirely off. I spent two days on the couch, barely even able to move, because I'd run myself into the ground like a crazy woman between work work and working out and definitely a case of overtraining um and so i decided i was gonna even though i was like working from home as like i usually do i was like i'm gonna work from the couch because it will be quiet and the first couple of hours i was very very fidgety and was not comfortable with the concept of just sitting on my butt all day and then i kind of like got swallowed up by the couch and then before i knew it like i re- i started to let go and i realized that I actually had no choice but to be on the couch. And then the second day I was like, oh, I gotta get back on that couch. And I was just, I needed it so bad. And when my body realized it wasn't gonna go in and be forced to like catch a heavy barbell or like shred my hands on the the pull-up bar anymore, it was just like, thank you. (laughs) And then of course I jumped back into the gym after a week off before COVID came along. And you know, it's fine, nothing, in fact, I felt better than I had done in a long time thanks to the rest so I guess if anything although I don't have like a stated goal is just to train smarter not harder to like listen to my own advice and to just kind of go with the flow you know and if something comes up that takes me out of my usual routine well okay what can we do how do we work around it let's not like lose our heads because we're not pounding away I, I, have, at something. I have a question for you Hannah are you are you saying you you're 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 listening to your body more I'm trying to listen to your body moment I'm tra- <laughs> age age or something is catching up to me wisdom oh I mean this is interesting wow COVID has changed you oh my gosh I know <laughs> the last two years I mean if it's told me anything it's just like we've been in this shit for so long now it's just like it's gonna just somehow find a way to rear its ugly head and mean that you have to change things up or train a little differently or you know maybe change your plans or whatever and it's just kind of like yeah it is what it is you know yep. find a way to work around it and i gotta say this 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 recording on zoom is fun so you've been frozen for like the last like five solid minutes and i've got this amazing still picture of you like however you were <laughs> when you froze it looks hilarious <laughs> oh gosh am i still frozen in an ugly face you're still frozen on my end i'm not really sure why but you're, uh, you're not yeah. frozen but you're if like you do freeze frozen. i will be sure to take a picture of your frozen face too <laughs> i i did i've definitely taken a couple photos of, of your frozen face so <laughs> well thank you um uh, so one thing I wanted to, to sort of mention in relation to goals is like, if you are somebody who likes to start January 1st with like a solid goal or a couple of goals to focus on for the year, um, 
First off, I want to ask you, how's that working out for you? We're halfway through month one. Um, are you on track? Oh, uh, maybe the goals are further out in the year. Like if you heard me mention before outcome and behavior goals, is the goals that you set like an outcome or is a goal that you set a behavior? For example, like an outcome goal might be like, I'm going to run a 5k in less than 20 minutes. Great. Your behavior goals would be like, I'm going to run three times a week um, for like 15 to 20 minutes at a time and increase my pace gradually over X number of weeks. That would be a good behavior goal to get you there. Um, so really, really like key question. How's it working out for you? Yeah, it's really early on. But did you set those goals? And then January 1st showed up and you went, well, crap. I thought I was going to wake up with all of this magical willpower. Or are you actually working towards it? And I wanted to jump into that willpower piece because we had a coaches meeting at the gym. I think it was back in November. And, you know, one of the coaches was like, you know, they people we were talking about sort of people what people wanted to work, you know, but different goals that people had at the gym. And and the coach was like, well, you know, people know what they've got to do. And I was like, well, yeah, they know what they've got to do, but they have no idea where to start. And I think that's like the willpower piece is that you can set goals. Great. It's very easy to set a goal, but then you need to identify the skills that you need to have in order to be able to achieve that goal. The practices, i.e. the behaviors that are required to keep on practicing the skills to get you to the goal. And then you need action steps that are so freaking easy, it's almost or impossible to fail them. Even if they're teeny tiny, but they start to move you along the practices that give you the skills that get you to your goal. And I think there's usually a big disconnect in people's goal setting where they may have the goal, they may even be able to identify the skills and the practices, but without the action step, you're relying on this mythical creature called willpower. And I don't know about you, but I have never woken up on January 1st suddenly like feeling overwhelmed by an abundance of this willpower. Magical, yes, magical. But I mean, I that made me think of, you know, I remember someone telling me once that like, if you're overwhelmed with like the amount of items on your to-do list, uh, that there's this, you know, way to create momentum. So put things like make your bed and brush your teeth on your to-do list, because that gives you things that like you do every day anyway, and you can actually check them off. Um, and that creates this sort of mentality of I'm already have momentum on my to-do list and that carries you forward. Because it's true. It's like, I don't, I mean, I, there aren't many days where I wake up and I'm like, this is the day I am going to get so much shit done. Like, <laughs> I'm jealous of people that, if, if you're one of those people that wakes up that way, like, share your secret. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> well, I think a lot of that, I mean, I think there's an element of just like genetics and who you are and probably nurture as well, like how you were brought up and, and sort of the job that you do can also shape you and mold you. But I think like, willpower is actually just the nice word for discipline and yeah understanding that like we did we weren't born going oh we got to brush our teeth every day but true you learn to like i got to brush my teeth every day so they don't fall out of my head and suddenly now you go brush 
you don't, I, I doubt very much doubt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that you don't get get up every day and be like, oh God, I gotta brush my teeth. It's such an effort. It's just like. I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> I hate brushing my teeth. Like if it weren't a necessity, like I'd skip it every day, but I don't know what it is about that. But you kind of, but it's still, well, maybe there's a better example <laughs> for you. Yes. But like, you know, brushing your teeth is generally something you sort of do on autopilot. Like you're yeah. not like. It's a habit. It's yeah. And I think that's where, you know, as a coach, when somebody comes to me and we're trying to set them a goal and get them, break it down into like, okay, how do we start working towards this? The action steps that we create or the bits to work towards the behaviors, I need to make sure that my client has like a nine or 10 out of 10 confidence that they can do that. And I think for a lot of people, you know, you set a goal, whether it's like losing weight, conquering a mountain, something to do with working out, something else entirely, doing an Ironman, whatever it is. And you start off by like the goal may be really big and grand. And then you go, okay, it's a grand goal. I, I need to start big to make it happen. And then you fail because it's too much. It's like trying to change everything at once. It's, it's, it's too much. So you need to be able to break down, look at your goal and break it down and be like, what is the most simple thing that I can do to start to move towards that? Like it may even sound so stupidly simple, it's not even worthwhile writing down, but trust me, it is. Like yeah. pick something that is so very simple. So we our podcast is about body image. Let's say that you've decided that by the summer you want to lose 20, 30 pounds in weight. Cool, great. How are you gonna do it? Hopefully you choose the direction of healthy habits, you know, like healthy approach not some silly fad diet if you want a fad diet refer to a few episodes ago we, have, we offered up <laughs> <laughs> We've got all kinds of things to recommend like we, smoking and corsets and <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a whole list of them in a previous episode so feel free to try but i guarantee you'll be back to square one real fast um but start out stupidly small and then you practice that thing until kind of like brushing your teeth and unless you're Rachel, um, it becomes something that you just do. And that's sort of part of a daily discipline and discipline. I don't really like that word cause it sounds really harsh and it doesn't sound fun or enjoyable, but actually within discipline comes freedom. Right. So if you're able to do these actions that are leading to your, leading you towards your goal without having to like consciously think about it and like churn it through in your head and it's a real chore, if it's just happening, it's become a part of your lifestyle. A bit like somebody who wants to lose a lot of weight and it is starting from a point of not really knowing much about healthy food, changing one little thing at a time, like adding stuff before you take stuff away and just going at a pace where it's really hard to fail at it. And so you get that like, yeah, I just checked that off the list. It was super easy. And then all of a sudden this person is creating a lifestyle that doesn't require thought. And then they end up like us who gets excited about broccoli. <laughs> God, I love broccoli. It's a good reason to brush your teeth too, because it gets stuck in them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, that's, you know, a, a common thing when people are like, I, I want to lose weight or I want to get stronger or something. And the steps are, okay, like, what does that actually look like? It's like, oh, well, I could be, you know, I could try to break it down and be like, I want to be the person who like goes to the gym three or four times a week. Like, oh, that's a great way of like turning it into not 
necessarily just the outcome, but like the kind of person I want to be, um, you know, an identity based goal. And then it's like, gosh, well, how do I get myself to the gym every three or four days? And I remember doing this back in the day, like it's not as hard for me anymore because I love going to the gym now, but I used to do that thing where you like put out your workout clothes the night before and put your shoes like right by the door or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you wake up, there's like a visual trigger of, oh yeah, you promised yourself yesterday you were going to put on those workout clothes and go out that door. <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm actually working with a client right now and like she, we're just, we're working on her getting more steps in a day. Like we're starting there. And she identified that quite often she comes home from work and she really wants to go for the walk that she's she said she's gonna commit to. But if she sits down on the couch, it's game over. So yep. I was like, all right, well, how about you put your workout clothes that you're gonna wear for your walk on the couch where you usually sit. And so you have to look at them first and by the time you pick them up, well, you might as well go put them on and go for that walk and it's working she has that sort of visual reminder of and that's that's something that's really simple right put your workout clothes where you would park your butt and then it's just she, like she could also get a doodle who just takes over the couch and doesn't give you much space to sit down yes right? get many dogs that love the couch and then you have to stand up anywhere and then hey you might as well go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> so yes i wanted to throw that out for the goal setters how's it working out for you does it already feel like it's overwhelming or too much or, you know, yeah. and if so, it may not be that you need to change your goal per se. You may just need to like break that goal down, like break it way, way down into behaviors required to get there, the kind of skills that you need to be somebody that can achieve that goal. And then like action steps that if you can say, I am nine or 10 out of 10 confident that I can commit to doing this whether it's like once a week three times a week whatever it is that you're committing to great if you give yourself like oh i'm about a seven out of ten confident that i can achieve this it's too much it's too complicated and even if that sounds like a lot or sounds like silly that you know this this action step seems simple why am i not confident i can do it either it's still too much you need to break it down or maybe you need to start somewhere else something that just feels better for you right there but start with something you can actually commit to and like we've said a million times a small little steps as long as you keep taking them will move you forwards it's way better than taking a giant leap and then landing on your butt and then just like going oh well that's 2023 <laughs> dude so i okay i feel i feel like this is like true confessions time like i'm listening to you talk and i'm like wait, I actually have, I did set some goals that I've already failed at and I, I should like own up to them. Um, so I, I, I mean, I think people know this. I know you know this, like I love systems. I, I love having um, like programming. So like, right when I got my muscle up, I was actually doing like a, a ring stability course. Like it was like, I was following a systematic thing um, and starting in January because the CrossFit Open is coming up next month. Um, I actually looked through all the programs that are available on this um, you know, Performance Plus program that I subscribe to. And I was like, ooh, like what should I try to learn for the Open? And I simultaneously started programs for butterfly pull-ups, bar muscle-ups, even though I said I wasn't gonna, and like building your engine. 
and these are these are very small accessory programs, right? So it's maybe like ten minutes of work, um, but commit trying to do like you know, one of them is like four times a week, one is three times a week, but that all of a sudden adds up to like 12 different 10 minute things that I was thinking I would do every week, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot more time. Yeah. Um, and then life and COVID, right? Like this, this last week in particular, um, I was taking some of your classes at the gym, like, I, right? Like there was things that got in the way of the time that I'm usually training myself in the mornings. And all of a sudden this week has gone by and like the app has like a calendar and it's got all these like red X's cause I did not do anything, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh man, like, you know, and I saw it happening throughout the week and I was like, yeah, that was, I definitely, I just bit off more than I could chew, right? Like it was even without COVID and, and covering classes and stuff like that, it was probably always gonna be too much to think that you're gonna do five different things after doing a CrossFit class or like, right? So like, there's my true confession. I, I totally did that. <laughs> so I'm curious, now, like, wait, I mean, like all this COVID crap aside, when you sat down and you looked at it and you were like, actually, wow, that's that's a lot of commitment given that training at the gym is not your full-time job and you only have a finite amount of time to do it. Did, what, did you have a sense of relief? Like, actually, okay, I'm really glad that I'm having to reassess this early on. And yes, that was silly. And let's let's see what's actually doable so I can check that off on the list and feel good about myself rather than seeing, like, red Xs, which seems really yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to see that when they open their... So were, were you relieved or were you? was there a sort of sense of sort of like, oh anxiety disappointment like I've got to figure out how to make this happen because I said I wanted to make it happen and I want to make it happen and bah! it's it's definitely a mix of both like I'm not gonna lie I'm not like oh yes I'm I'm relieved and calm now like I you know I was definitely a little uh I don't know like because I I want to do those things so I was like yeah I, maybe it was just me being you know a bad planner but uh but no I think ultimately I am relieved because it also made me take a step back and be like it's unreasonable, you know, I have about two and a half hours in the mornings on most days before I have to start work, right? And so sometimes that's taking a class and coaching a class. And then there's like this seven to eight o'clock hour or rather eight eight to nine o'clock hour where I could do some accessory work. Like any normal person looking at their calendar, like it's reasonable to think that maybe I can fit something into that spot like a few times a week and not feel too much anxiety about it. So um, so I was relieved. I actually deleted the two of the three programs. So they're no longer on that calendar. So they're no longer gonna be red X's because I didn't do them. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need to do that. Um, and taking that really out. Butterfly so butterfly pull-ups. It's just, I wanna be cool like you and do butterfly pull-ups. <laughs> Take- but I don't really need them. My kipping pull-ups are, are lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. If I could keep pull-ups like you could, I would probably keep pull-ups, but I, I'm useless at them. And uh, actually, I was in the gym a while ago, and somebody asked me to try and demonstrate kipping chest bar, and I was like, this is going to be funny. And so I tried um, to to kip, and what it, what came out was this weird sort of look. It looked like an epileptic dolphin move. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the best way I can Cannon, describe. Epileptic dolphin. <laughs> Gosh, that, that should be that should be a team name for a competition. Epileptic something. dolphin. Um, so yeah. I mean, like just just by scaling it back, um, this is such a great example. So I'm glad you like confessed to this. Um, yes, it happens to the best of us. Even though you're a person who's very logical and systematic and plans, like it's easy to and get usually carried very away. Patient. Like I know how long it takes to like learn a new skill, and I'm, I'm usually down to be really patient in the gym, and I just I overshot. So this is good. I mean, like it happens to the best of us, and I think the important thing here is that you recognize it. And you're like, all right, I've got to do something about this, rather than like, because you could have easily gone, oh my god, I'm behind. Now I'm gonna double down. And I'm gonna gonna like cut into work time, or I'm gonna like cut rest time, and just try and send it as hard as I can, so I can turn all of those X's into like a check mark and feel like I succeeded. Um, but instead, you went a better, far more advisable route to be like, actually, this is overcommitment. Slow your roll. We can get to all of this in good time, one thing at a time. Let's do it quality rather than quantity right now. Um, my body definitely did give me a signal because it was about a week ago that also my body was like, so doing, I mean, butterfly pull-up training and bar muscle-up training, like that's a lot of obviously shoulder work. And it got to the point actually where I just, I think I was overtraining my shoulders and they were like, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, it was also after, you know, a couple of weeks of our weightlifting class where we were doing a lot of like push press and you know, my shoulders were like, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then I made you do lots of handstand push-ups. But that was actually, I, I don't know, that, yes, that that was the workout last week that kind of did it in where, like, after that workout, I was like, I can't do the accessory work on the bar and the, the butterfly pull-up. So, yes, yes. So thank you. I do want to give a that. shout out to that, actually, because you posted something, um, I don't know, yesterday or something about... Uh, how you used to have the narrative of like I I can't do that because I'm too heavy but actually I just was not strong enough yes I think it was it was uh it's the like meme account like strength coach with a board or something like that right like uh one of those Instagram accounts and it was like you know it was meant to be like a harsh thing like hey like you're not just you're not too weak you're not too heavy to do a pull-up you're just not strong enough yeah and it was so funny because that was that was that was exactly the narrative that I had in my head. Like I mm -hmm. was just too heavy to ever do the gymnastics movements that like I saw you doing or other people doing. I was like, I weigh, I mean, at that time it was like, I weighed 165 pounds. I was like, you can't do this at 165 pounds. And then I was like, shit, people that are that heavy do it all the time. You just have to get stronger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yes, I shared that to remind myself that that was my narrative. And I overcame that narrative by putting in really boring work and actually getting stronger. But um, but I think that's yeah, another that thing that ties into our whole conversation about like goals and skills and practices and then creating the right action step and that dreaded discipline word is like all of this stuff, like every goal, no matter how big or small, takes work. And that work isn't always gonna be fun, you know? like whether it's weight loss, body recomposition, some kind of mad skill or, you know, lifting a certain weight in the gym, all of that stuff takes work and takes time and just takes a lot of reps to get yeah. there. But 
when you get there and you meet your goal, boom, fireworks. Boom. So I do feel like 2022, this, this might be the year where I like, um, I don't know. I feel like at, at some point maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about my, the, the body recomp journey. Cause it is kind of one of those things where, um, I can now very much look back at like before and after photos of myself. Um, and it's undeniable the change, but it's also undeniable how long it's taken, right? Like it was, um, September of 2020 when I started that journey. So it's a long time. And I, I was thinking about, um, if I, if I were to actually sort of publicly share like before and after photos, I would want it to be with the, like the, the caption or the caveat that like, this was this many months, this many, you know, training sessions in the gym, this many, um, power ab sessions, this much like weighing them, right? Like just like the sheer amount of work and patience that have gone into the last like 18 months. Um, and like the good thing is, is that you you're doing it, and it's not like messing you up and screwing with your performance and all the rest of no. it. Because I want to cut macros are so much higher than yours were when you did the crazy. So I wanted to kind of allude to that because <laughs> I mentioned about taking the week off in December between Christmas and New Year's, and I mean like all along, and we said like when I was doing that crazy bikini cut thing that my intention was to back off the intensity because I was going to keep doing CrossFit because I was only doing it for like turned out to be four weeks it was originally going to be six so I wanted to keep doing my training but I was meant to back off the intensity because I was surviving off of less calories and putting in a lot more cardio and stuff and of course me being a ding dong and the way that my brain was wired trying to work on that this year um, I did not back off the intensity really at all um, you you like to say that you were. <laughs> it sounded good. Observationally, we knew you weren't, but you kind of kept saying it. Like, there was a couple like of you moments. wanted it to be true. Yeah, like I nearly passed out in the rower when I was rowing an additional 5K. Almost dropped 35-pound dumbbells on my head when I was full sending yeah. it with an aggressive dumbbell workout. Well, and the fact that, I mean, you, you said at the end of December, for you to even admit to, like, the fact that you were overtraining... Well, so that cut, (laughs) that cut, while successful on paper, I lost a pound of fat every week and I don't have a ton of it to spare to begin with. And I maintain my muscle mass. But um, I did mention it in an earlier podcast where I craved sugar like a lunatic for about a month afterwards. Like I couldn't shake it. Um, And like my body just started to hurt like in ways that I didn't publicly admit, but by sort of December time, I was not able to sleep at night without having taken Advil because it was too sore. Like I would wake up and like bits of sections of body would just like on fire, burning, just- Oh wow. Just so painful and like I couldn't, you know, when you get to the point where you're like trying to sit on the toilet and you gotta hold on to get down there. (laughs) You may have to call for help to get off. I mean, I feel like after a good front squat session, you know, back squat. But I mean, like, that was my my everyday. I was like, I'm already, like, at the assisted living facility where I need to have a little, like, a button hanging around my neck where I'm like, I can't get off the toilet. (laughs) 
bit like yeah that Hannah needs a medical leave <laughs> I was like I'm 20 years too soon well maybe even 30 years but like that little experiment coupled with my poor thought out approach to exercising during the course of that um and I like recently like for anybody who follows like Camille LeBlanc Bazinet, who used to be a CrossFit athlete, now does bodybuilding. She recently yeah. just did a bunch of shows and like she did it all in the name of kind of learning about it. And you know, she no longer does CrossFit, so she just wanted to change things up. But in the final days to her show, she looked awful. Like she had bags under her eyes, she looked exhausted and withdrawn and just like she's so tired and and then obviously you slap on all of the tan and stuff and the makeup and you you, you look show ready but I felt like she looked and then like during December obviously kept training pretty hard and by Christmas time I think I was pretty close to something going horribly wrong for me because it yeah. just it was it was so overtrained public admission holding my hand up here we go great look at this it's totally confession it's confession hour. time I, we didn't even plan that it just we happened. did but but i mean it's true right i mean like the end of last year it was i mean i think for both of us it was it was exciting at the gym like in the mm-hmm. last month month and a half of 2021 you and i had both hit a bunch of different prs for ourselves right like i think it was it one was, one week where in in Every three day, days in a like row, a day. yeah. I hit um, like squat back, maybe back squat PRs. Like I hit back squat, squat clean, overhead PRs, squat. I mean, squat clean PRs, and it was awesome. And it was just like, yeah, I felt like just on this roll and didn't yeah. want to back it's down. It's motivating and it's exciting. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, kind of think about, like, yeah, like that was awesome. And then your body was like take a break <laughs> but yeah like by by sort of because I sort of in the final week before Christmas I was like I need to calm down like I, I gotta like not because of you know oh I'm getting to a certain age so I should back it off or anything like that I was just like I really did a number on myself like I went on a pretty fierce cut kept up the intensity and now I am working my tail off because for some reason work was crazy busy. So there's an associated stress level with that. I'm yeah. working out like a lunatic because there was just buzz and excitement. And, you know, I I was socializing more and like going out to these pop-up bars. And so in the back of my head, there's also that sort of deep down buried thing of like, I got to keep moving a lot to justify <laughs> all of these cocktails. Um, <laughs> Which is a whole nother podcast that we can get into. I was going to say, you don't have to earn cocktails. No. And I definitely had an (laughs) aha moment in a coaching session the other night. Um, So, yes, we can talk about that on another one. But, um, yeah, that week off really kind of put some things into perspective, which is a theme that I want to introduce into these podcasts. Yeah. That, like, I reached the point where I felt like what I was starting to do to myself was detrimental and without a break I was gonna do something that would result in a lot of time off um because something was gonna give rather than just like taking a week off where nothing bad happened sure hot bummer that I only got a week back before COVID struck but you know it also 
kind of showed me during that week that I went rolled straight back into a I think it was a really long endurance style workout and I felt freaking great and yeah. I was like ah oh, train smarter not harder Hannah <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if anything that's my goal to just be like I still will have my you know we'll still train the same number of days in a week but yeah. not every single session has to be insanely intense. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like that's true. Like, like my goal too is like, I want to, I want to train with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also think one of the things that I learned in the fall was um, starting to coach CrossFit classes. Um, I started taking more CrossFit classes, right? Like getting back into the programming of our gym. And I think I, I still very firmly believe that's super important. Um, I think, right. It's, it's yeah. Coaches. I always loved that in my early days of CrossFit, like when coaches would be in classes with us, like that was so motivating. Um, and so it's been really fun getting back into CrossFit training myself after I did bodybuilding for a while. And then I was doing very sports specific training for, for mountaineering, um, and outdoor kind of climbing sports. Uh, so that's been awesome, but, now I'm in a year where I'm like, oh, I still want to climb mountains, right? Like I still have other goals and I want my training to also be in service of that. So I think if you're going to train, you know, smarter, not harder, I feel like I want to train with purpose and just be aware. Like, am I training something because this is fun and I want to do it? I want to accomplish something or is it and or is it also, you know, really related to um, a larger goal or something that yeah, that, that matters in a different way. So kind of keeping a better perspective on my training and why I'm, why I'm choosing to do certain things um, along the way. I think for me, like listening to the feedback that my body gives me will enable me to be stronger. Like I, at no point am I worried about me ever slacking off with sandbagging because I go, oh, I could just stay in bed today. Like this is not going to happen. physically or mentally capable <laughs> of sandbagging. I mean, I would love it if you sandbag more often. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's not an option for me to do that. So it's like, I guess like I was worried, like, you know, if, if I back off intensity a little bit, like, how's that going to feel? I'm like, I'm always going to show up. But yeah. when my body's saying, good God, woman, if you pick that up one more time, we're going to limp out of here because your knees and hips hurt so bad. That's no <laughs> longer getting stronger. Like, and that's where like the power of the mind is so strong that I need to like dial that back a little bit. And then my body will continue to get stronger. I don't doubt that. And I will continue to get fitter, but I have to learn yeah. to listen to the feedback. And, you know, if, if I have to sort of scale something back a little bit or, you know, dial back the intensity or go, you know what, today's not a full send PR day. Today's going to be a, once your technique goes to shit, that's it. Kind of wait sort of a day. Oh, so I love this. And I want all the listeners. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind Hannah of this. <laughs> I'm going to remind her that she said this publicly when she is at the gym going full send. I'll just be like, Hey, remember that time? Remember that time you said you were going to listen to your body? Remember that time you said <laughs> you might dial it back? <laughs> Maybe I've just got COVID brain right now. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. She's gonna next week. She's gonna be like, I didn't say that. That was COVID brain denial. <laughs> that wasn't me. It was an imposter. <laughs> so I. <laughs> uh, well, for the for the sake of, for the sake of my joints. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I put it into the world. You can all hold me accountable. Um, and I'm pretty sure if I can stick to what my word that in six months time, when I turn 42, I will be a better athlete than I am now. Yep. I'm turning 43 in a couple months. And I, I think it is really cool that the end of last year, actually, with all those PRs for both of us, I feel like I mean, I took a very long rest in 2020 from any kind of training. Most of us did. Um, and to like come back out of that and be even like get to a place where I feel even stronger and better than I ever have. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Like we're in our forties and we're still getting better. I think that's the kind of perspective that I also like to take a step back and remind myself of that, um, that if you do this well, there, you know, we're not there's no downward slope. Mm -mm. Um, like we're still, we're still getting better and smarter and, and that's, that's pretty awesome. I think for a long time, the common belief was that, you know, you sort of get into your forties and then your metabolism basically just starts to retire. And then by the time you're in your sixties, it's all done. You're over and you may as well quit and sit on the couch, but it's not true. And a lot yeah, of yeah, there's like legit new yeah. research that is like, yeah, your metabolism does not change at forty. No. I was very upset to learn that actually, because when I turned forty, I that was the excuse I learned, like the narrative that I used. But uh, around sixty, apparently, it kind of does. yeah. So but even think, not as much as we think. I think for a lot of people, you know, you get in into your forties, which technically is middle age. I don't know why saying middle aged is far more horrible sounding than I'm yeah, in my forties. Women, women tend to live longer. I don't know if we're even at that midpoint, technically, based on, like, probability of how long we'll live. So. But I think that's for, for a very long time, you know, I guess it probably came from the times where by your 40s, you've probably, like, had your kids and they're growing up and and you sort of put out the pasture then, you know? You just move less. <laughs> um, oh, thank goodness we haven't had kids yet. They can't put us out to pasture. <laughs> Whereas now it's like I, when I turned forty, it, I was kind of excited, thinking like, what are the possibilities? Like, how yeah. long? Sure, the older I get, the more you know, training and stuff like that will look different. And like one thing I've learned in the last couple of years is that recovery is so much more important. Not that you'd have believed it from what I just said, but slowly <laughs> but surely, it's like filtering in that the recovery piece, you know. I can't go out on a bender till midnight drinking all sorts of shit and wake up and feel good and go to the gym and expect to recover from that. Not that I do because I can't stay up past 9 p.m. Yeah, I was but... going to say, I was like, I can't remember the last time I tried to stay up till midnight. And uh... like after, you know, I have to eat well. And there's certain supplements that I take that from trial and error I know definitely help. But I do kind of think it's exciting, especially like being in the CrossFit realm where you know there are masters athletes that I really look up to I know a bunch of people who are older than me and still getting better you know maybe it's at a gradual rate but they're still getting better and yeah. I love that idea that you know there's still so much more potential as long as I do it right yeah exactly exactly it's um 
And part of yeah. my behavior goals, like part of, I think that the, the difference is like maybe 10 years ago, I would have set an outcome goal of say some sort of certain weight of a squat clean or a snatch or something. And then it would just be like full send towards that. Like my behavior goals <laughs> would just keep hammering. Whereas now, like if my outcome goal was like, you know, X number of pounds on the barbell for a squat clean, then my behavior goals need to include how to recover from the kind of training yeah. sessions that that get you there yeah it's uh i i mean i think that's the fun part too is that like even that side of it is is a a journey in and of itself right like there's the journey in the gym with the physical things and there's this whole mental journey that's happening alongside it so um i feel like i feel like our listeners can probably tell like hannah's like turned a new page in the in the mental journey but don't get too soft, Hannah, because I still need you. Remember, uh, part of my destination postcard was building the mental game that I'm going to need to, like, potentially summit a mountain in, like, a whiteout blizzard when I just want to give up. So I need you to have the the, the, the mental the mental game tips for me still. Oh, don't worry. That's hardwired. Hard <laughs> That's hardwired. Okay. She's not going to get too soft on it. I'm, I'm not going to get too <laughs> soft. I'm, I'm just going to be a little bit more smart about my training. I'm also not planning to do any kind of aggressive weight cuts in the near future because I think that that probably screwed me up more than I care I was, to admit. I'm sure, right? That had to be a factor. Like I yeah, I've only got a like a couple more weeks of doing any kind of caloric restriction and then I'm you know, I I basically told my coach like I want to feel awesome. I, in February. So it's like, this is a short one. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be over soon too. And back to just eating, well, not quite as much as I want, but probably close to it. I'm never really that hungry when, when I get to, to my good full macros. <laughs> no, I, I definitely enjoy training well, properly fueled. It makes a yeah. world of difference because training under fueled, it doesn't just mess up your body like it messed up mine but it also like just it messes with your ability to think and your mood and you know oh yeah sleep and everything and it's like I I can't even believe that I've put myself in that position on so many occasions throughout the history of being me it's just like feeling good is something I value so much now and part of that is by balancing out the amount of energy I put in with the amount of energy I burn. And like, yeah, I mean, like like I said, that with that weight cut I did last year, which was just kind of an experiment, I pulled myself out of it two weeks early because I saw the direction it was going and I was like, I don't need to do that. Don't need it. Yeah. And that's true. That's a great thing to remind people of, right? It's like you, you did that as a very particular kind of experiment on your own body, but then also as a coach and to have that experience. But um, you always said you were going to do it smart and pull the plug if it was getting bad. And that's exactly what happened, right? And you recognize that. So that's true. That was, that was a successful experiment in, in that side of it as well. So, yeah. Um, final sort of question or thing I wanted to put to you before we wrap up this first episode of the new year. What would you say your priorities are for this year in terms of like training, body composition stuff that we talk about? Oh, 
Wait, priorities in terms of what we talk about? Or priorities within that world? Within that world. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, okay. So the the training with purpose thing, that's definitely a big factor. But I think... um, I think balance is is a word that I keep coming back to because I I think well you've already mentioned how busy December was for you and I'm definitely already feeling like um, December and January have been really stressful and busy um, professionally and I, what I keep coming back to is like I haven't always been great at finding the balance between making sure I have uh, yeah, things to offset stress. So I think balance is going to show up in ways like I probably don't need to like focus so much on cuts, right? Like I kind of wanted to do that. That's been part of the journey. Um, but I'm similar to maybe your experiment with the more extreme cut is like, I feel like, okay, like I learned that like, that's a tool that can be successful Um, but I don't need to be focused on that as much. I need to balance the desire to, to change my body composition with what do I actually want to do with my body? Um, so going back to kind of that purpose driven training and, and body image, because I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost down to this weight, the number that I've had in my head for a number of years of like, I want to see what my body can do at, at this number on the scale. And I'm almost to that number. And it's really interesting to kind of observe how my perception of my body is actually not that different than it was like two years ago. Mm -hmm. So like that number didn't like magically change things. And so I want to, I want to kind of explore that. (laughs) What? I was like, it never does. Right. It never does. And so I feel like that's it. Like I want to learn the balance between being interested and curious about stuff like that, but actually um, not caring enough about it to actually like have that get in the way of any of my other things. So, nice. Yeah. I I like it. I'm, I was trying to think about my priorities and I, I feel like I want to steal that word balance too, because it, it seems really appropriate given like my, uh, References to the full sins and the <laughs> extremes. And while I promise not to get soft on you, um, I definitely also need to find balance and sort of an appreciation for my allostatic load. Um, because, you know, when my day job is sort of manageable, quiet, then I have a lot more capacity to full send things and recover and stretch and stuff because i have been stretching i've been stretching fairly regularly for two months now that was a really big word to throw out at the end there too your your what load allostatic load yes i feel like you got to define that for our listeners so allostatic load is like (laughs) the total load on you on a get in a given day which includes anything like you know just the general day strain of getting through your day however that looks picking things up putting it down walking around Stress is a, a, a so load so that you so put on your body. Physical and like yeah. stress. Gym work. Accumulation so Re- of stress. Yeah, recovery okay. from injury. So it's like all of the load that you put on yourself in one day. And that's it's it's often why like, you know, if you forget that life and your job and 
you know, pets or kids or whatever are all adding to this, that's when people like might go to the gym and they may do a workout that they've done 10 times over and been fine at that 10th time. Mm. Yeah. It breaks something because if you have already, if the rest of life has already pushed you to your max that you can take, your body can take in a given day, and then you go and do like a workout on top of it, something's going to give. So, yeah. Alistair, understanding so your Alistair. Have you figured load. out how, how, are there Apple watches or Fitbits that can actually tell you that load? <laughs> Probably not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, um, you know, I'm sure like things like Whoop that, look at day strain and stuff you know if you're stressed your heart rate's gonna be jacked up a little bit if you have covid you like my resting heart rate has been 10 to 12 beats higher than usual that's true minute. right you have so for several days my body even though i haven't been like working out my body has been working harder just to sit on my ass yeah, so it's, it's fighting it's fighting something Besides, so. You got to take all of all of that is like strain that's going on my system. So, you know, if I go out for a mile walk, which usually probably wouldn't be much of a strain on my body, the very fact that my heart is beating that much faster to enable me to be able to breathe to do that walk, um, that strain level is significantly higher than it would be on a normal day. So we can probably do a whole episode on like allostatic load yeah, and the things I don't know. that <laughs> contribute to it. And so balance... Um, I like the word balance. I like it. I'm I'm also going to adopt that as like something that I need to prioritize. Um, And I think that blends nicely with maintaining a sense of perspective about like what I'm trying to achieve and, and, you know, what the why and what's really important. Um, So yeah, there it is. I love it. This is a good, we got, see, we set, we set, we set some, I feel like it's more, uh, we didn't set goals for 2022. I feel like we kind of laid out some intention words though, things we're going to return to, to bring us back to that perspective. I love it. All I know is whatever 2022 brings, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here cool. for it. Bring it. I'm going to tackle oh. it in a smart way. And, uh, if necessary, <laughs> Find a way around the obstacles. Because that's all you can really do. Love it. Welcome to the new year. Well, I think, unless you have any pearls of wisdom you want to throw in at the end there, from one of your ombre books. Um... Oh my gosh, yeah, I know, right? I managed to get through this whole episode, I feel like, without, without quoting anything. I'll save it for next time. I managed to get through this whole episode without coughing, so... Go me! Also impressive. I'm definitely holding one, a big one in for as soon as we yeah, say Yeah, okay, as soon as we turn it off. <laughs> well, thank you, listeners, for being patient with us. Um, we are back, as I said, the 15th and the 30th, apart from February, where it'll be the 29th. Is it a leap year this year? I don't know if it's a leap year. I don't know if it's a leap Remember. year. It'll be on the 28th <laughs> or 29th of February. Otherwise, 15th and the 30th of every month, change it up so that we can actually bring you on-time podcast with hopefully quality content all about body image related stuff and bringing you a little dose of perspective in each episode thank you again for listening and uh, we look forward to bringing you more soon bye